Hey, what's up, guys? Before we start the show, I just want to say real quick, I got a new ebook slash hard copy book out right now on Amazon available called 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. It's just uh, all the tips I've gotten this podcast pretty much, some new stuff as well. Put it all in one place for you. So check it out. It's on Amazon. 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. Available on Amazon. All right, let's start the show. What's up? Welcome back to the Social Skills Lab podcast. Your host, Nathan Ament. It's been a minute. I always say that. <laughs> but yeah, I think the last uh, the last episode was back in February. So yeah, it has been a minute. Um, let's kick it off like we did last time. How's your How's your breathing? Are you uh? Taking deep breaths, do you feel uh, centered and calm? I know I was listening to, um, I listened to the last episode this morning just to see where it was at last time, and that's how I kicked it off. It's all, how's your breathing? And I'm like, oh shit, mine's all shitty right now. So yeah, I guess it's a good reminder. So you know, you can pause the episode, get back in your, um, get back in your body, feel it, get centered. And then uh, we could get going. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about a lot of stuff this week. I've been doing this open mic comedy stuff around San Francisco. Did that a bunch of times. I thought it was a lot of fun, meeting a lot of people. Um, it's it's a pretty social crowd, and um, you know they're just out having a good time, just writing a bunch of jokes, trying stuff on stage. It's really easy too. You can just go on, you can just go on Facebook, and see what's happening. They'll usually put a list up, and you'll just put your name down. Like, hey, can I be number? They'll put like, hey, we're doing twenty people, and you're like, hey, can I do number one, number two, or whatever? And you can just see which one. They fill up pretty quick, so it's pretty easy though to get up on there, and it makes it a lot easier because it used to be where you'd actually have to go down there and sign up uh, on this list in person. But I think with the pandemic, they made it so you can just do it online. And I found that to be awesome because um, sometimes you go down there, you don't even get on the list or you'd get down there and you'd be last or towards the end. So you'd be down there for like two or three hours. But now you can just get on this list online and you'll know when you're getting on and you don't have to waste your time. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Met a lot of people. Just getting up on stage is, you know, it's scary. It's pretty much scary every time for me. 
I think there was a couple times where I wasn't nervous, but every place is different. The crowds are always different. So you're like, oh, shit. I don't know. It just makes you nervous because, like I said, I'm I'm naturally introverted. I don't really want to – I'm not – my natural uh, personality isn't to go up on a mic in front of a bunch of people, but it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot from it. Um, I had some trouble, though, because uh, – a couple months ago, a really close friend of mine named Joey died. He died of a, a drug overdose. It really shook me. We talked all the time. And um, he was actually doing some stand-up comedy, too. And, like, I kind of got him into it. And we would just talk on the phone all the time and just, like, practice jokes and or just talk in general. But we used to always make each other laugh a lot, so... When he died, it really, um, I had a hard time going back out to do any comedy because I just didn't find anything funny. I don't know, it's just uh, one of those things that happens in life, I guess, but you just never expect one of your best friends to die. And um, it's a little depressed for a while, to be honest. And um, I don't really like, I don't really know what to say about it. I know that sometimes people don't really like to to go into details about that kind of stuff or they just like to say, oh, he passed away or whatever. But I think it's important to say that he died of a drug overdose because I kind of feel like the reason why he, part of the reason why he didn't um, get past his drug addiction was because he held, he had shame about it. So I think it's important for us to be open and honest and talk about that stuff. I think he, um, I know that he was starting to do some opiates and stuff like pills and stuff like that. And he had talked to me a bunch of times about getting sober because I have, I had gotten through some very prolonged times of being completely sober and it, it wasn't easy. Like, you know, I was just partying way too much. I thought it was a good idea to try sobriety for a while. So I, so I went to like AA uh, to try to get sober just because I was partying too much and Alcoholics Anonymous. And I didn't really think that I was an alcoholic. I just knew that, uh, well, after <laughs> after being in for a while, I was like, okay, well, maybe I do have some tendencies where I'm drinking. I might not be an alcoholic, but I do sometimes will drink like an alcoholic. Like, you know, I'll say like, oh, I'm just going to have a couple. And then I just have like, you know a whole six pack or something like that. Or, you know, it's the end of the night and um, I'll have that one more drink and then I'll be hung over the next day. It's just basically unhealthy behaviors. When he, when my friend died, I was pretty shook up. So I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'll get sober again because I've been drinking and I also wanted to quit drinking coffee. So I was just like, you know, I guess I'll try, I'll, I'll go to a couple of meetings or whatever. So I went to a meeting and I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. It's almost like you got to retrain yourself because it's like, okay, it's Friday night. Well, I'm not going to go out drinking. So what do I do? And it was kind of like, a, it's a good replacement for that. So, you know, I went to this meeting and it's actually, I, I kind of forgot about it, but these guys are actually very social. So it was, I kind of fit right in. 
where, you know, everyone's friendly. You're kind of there for the same purpose. It's easy to talk to people. People come up and talk to you, which is super rare. Most of the time you go to places, no one, no one just comes up and starts talking to you, but at these places they do. And, um, I met a lot of cool people in the last couple of weeks and, um, I don't know. It's just been, uh, I feel better. Uh, been sober for a couple months now and, um, yeah, I just miss my buddy and, but I will say that one of the last times we hung out, I told him, I was like, man, I was like, I love you, man. I love you like a brother. And he's like, he like, he said the same thing back. And I was just glad that I got that last comment or let it, I let him know that I loved him, uh, because it's what it's, I have a hard time saying that to my friends, but, um, I'm just glad I was able to tell him before he passed away because, uh, I don't know. I think I've been pretty bummed out if I didn't tell him how, how I actually feel. So if you got people that are close to you, don't shy away from telling them how you really feel about them because, uh, you might not get that opportunity again. And, um, I have a feeling that he might've, I don't know the details because I'm not a family member, so it's hard to get details on, um, cases or, overdoses of exactly what's going on but i have a feeling that he might have gotten a bad bag or something like that with some uh, fentanyl in it so but i've been hearing too like a lot of stories about how these cartels are putting fentanyl in all kinds of stuff they're putting it in pills they're putting it in meth they're putting it in ecstasy and they're putting it in cocaine probably a bunch of other stuff too but so you never really know what you're going to get and that's extremely dangerous because uh, that stuff is very potent and it's not being mixed properly. And so if you get some kind of chunk in there and you, you know, you you're, you can easily die pretty quickly. Because, like, you know, I was watching, I like the show Intervention. So when I watch it, I'm like, you always see these people that are down in the dumps. They're pretty much at the end of their rope. Um, basically like quote unquote junkies. And my friend was not like that. He held a job. He had good uh, relationships with people. He never really, he, he didn't seem like he was down, down that far, but he just got a bad bag or something and took him out. He was a young guy and, um, pretty tragic. So I'd recommend, um, uh, either quitting or <laughs> if you're not going to quit, get like some Narcan or something like that, or um, fentanyl test strips or something like that, because uh, it can, it's, it's getting dangerous and it's uh, prolific. I was actually, I uh, went to uh, see some friends do some co- a comedy show uh, a couple weeks ago. And I was like, yeah, I need to get out of the house. So I went out, it was at a bar. And when I was at the bar, I just, um, I didn't really, you know, I didn't feel, feel the urge to drink alcohol, but I kind of felt the urge to have something in my hand. So I, I asked the bartender, I'm like, do you have any, any uh, mocktails? Or I asked him if he could recommend any mocktails. A mocktail is like basically a fake cocktail. So basically a drink without any alcohol in it. And he said, uh, no, because <laughs> I asked him if he could recommend any. And he just, I don't know, he just wasn't, he didn't really know any. And I was like, uh, well, how about like a Shirley Temple? Because I remember I used to drink those when I was a kid. And it's just like grenadine and 7-Up or something like that. The guy next to me was like chuckling. He was like, he was like, uh, 
He's like, I haven't heard anyone order that one before. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm trying to quit drinking. And he said something else about it. And I was like, what? I was like, are you breaking my balls over? He's like, no, no, no. I, I, I totally respect it. Uh, you're here at a bar, not drinking. I'm like, he's like, I respect it. I'm like, oh, okay. Cause I thought he was being a dick. I thought he was trying to be a dick, but he wasn't. Um, but so just so you know, you can go to a bar and order like a, a mocktail. You might just want to look some up online just so you know easy ones to make if they don't know how to make one. So uh, just some advice there. I noticed too that um, it seems to be like we're right in the middle of festival season, music festivals and stuff. And I've been seeing online that, uh, or in the news, they're talking about there's a lot of monkey pox going around. And I have a feeling that they're going to spread pretty hard uh, at festivals because I went to this festival, the last festival I went to, it was so packed. There's so many people there. You're basically shoulder to shoulder with everyone. And so they're recommending that you wear long sleeve shirts. So uh, I just want to let you guys know that uh, you don't want to catch it. It seems like it, uh, it sucks when you get it. It doesn't seem like it's deadly or anything, but it just sounds like you don't want it. So I'd recommend wearing some long sleeve shirts. Another thing I noticed too was anytime when I was in the huge crowd and I'm trying to walk from one side to the other, it's a little daunting. You're like, oh man, this is going to be a, it's going to be kind of a pain in the ass. And I notice it, um, when I start walking through a crowd or something like it's very crowded, I notice that like instead of trying to weave through everybody, I'll just kind of like walk in a straight line, but I'll just walk kind of extra slow and people will see you and they'll move out of the way. And then sometimes if they don't really move out of the way, I'll just stop and then they'll realize that they have to go around me. I found that that's actually the best way to move through a crowd I don't know, it was just weird that I, I, I noticed that one time, and I'm like, holy cow, this is, like, way easier than what I was trying to do, because I was trying to, like, weave through people, and it just, like, it becomes a nightmare. But if you just walk in a straight line, very slow, uh, for some reason, people just notice, and they move out of your way. It's really cool. The other thing, too, is when I'm trying to get to the front of a crowd, and sometimes, too, if I'm trying to get out of there, because sometimes I'll be in the front, and I'm trying to move to the back, or vice versa, if I'm just, like, uh, trying to get through there, it could be real hard because people are just, like, you know, shoulder to shoulder. Um, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll wait for a a group of, like, two or three people, maybe four or five or whatever. I'll just wait for them to go by, and then I'll jump on the last of them. So it's, like, a little uh, it's a trick I, I noticed. Sure, a lot of people know this already or whatever, but I've noticed it works really good just to jump uh, onto the tail end of a group already moving through a crowd that's like one of my favorite ones to do <laughs> and sometimes they, they don't get very far or they'll just stop and you're like oh shit i gotta wait for another group to come by i've been a lot more conscious too about earplugs um i know sometimes if you go to a club sometimes the city makes sure that they they have earplugs available sometimes at the coat check um you can just go up and ask for them but sometimes they don't have them. So I usually keep like a pack of 10 in my car or something like that. But they actually have better ones. Like the ones I buy are usually for, mostly for like construction, like the basic foam orange ones or whatever. But they actually have higher fidelity ones that you can get for like 40, 50 bucks. And, you know, 
you definitely don't really pay much attention when you're younger, but when you're older, your hearing is very important, and it's really easy to mess them up uh, if you go to loud venues a lot. So I'd also recommend getting some earplugs. You get some nice ones. I think something I mentioned, too, on one of the earlier shows was there's, like, um, I talked about therapy before. Um, I know in California they just um, made a phone number that's staffed by therapists that you can call. Um, I said I was going to post the number or get the number for you guys. So if you're in California, you could call this number. It's 855-845-7415. Um, 855-845-7415. I don't know if they have those in other states, but here in California, I guess they got one. So I said I would get that number for you now, and I totally forgot. <laughs> But if you need to get a, if you need to uh, find a therapist, just you know, Google it. Maybe you could find a, a free one in your town or one that's cheaper. Because I think some churches or community centers they actually do have uh, discounted therapy or something like that, or community stuff like that. You could find for cheaper than like the you know hundred dollar an hour ones or whatever. On the last episode, I talked about um, how it could be beneficial to be the last person. It was like a Zen quote. If you want to be first, be last. Something to that effect. I, I thought of another example that I actually do quite a bit. It's uh, I was flying a lot for work. I was flying like almost every weekend. And I noticed that, um, you know, a lot of times they'll assign your seat number. You'll get it on your on your plane ticket or you can check in and get your ticket or your assigned seat. So basically, your seat is assigned already. But for whatever reason, I notice people are, are super eager to get on the plane, which is very weird because, for one, you know, there's like a pandemic going on. Do you really want to be in a little tube with a bunch of people? And, um, I mean, it's not like those seats are really comfortable or anything. So I always I always wait till like, everyone is bored at the plane. I'll usually even try to wait. <laughs> I'll, I actually try to be the very last person on the plane because if you if you ever uh, gotten on a plane early and you're watching everybody get on, I mean, you're basically sitting there for like 15 minutes waiting for the plane to even close the doors. And then everyone's on the plane, everyone's seated, and then five minutes later, another person comes on the plane, like they're running late. Uh, so there's usually that person. I don't try to be that late. I just basically try to be the last person on the plane because I don't like standing around a bunch of people. So, and... I just don't see any advantage of being on the plane first. I don't know why people are so excited. It's so weird. I mean, I'm able to, like, walk around, stretch a little bit, gather my thoughts or whatever, finish reading an article or something like that. I was going to mention, too, that I asked for another discount last week. <laughs> I was at the dentist. And, you know, it's like the last place I would think to ask for a discount. But I heard the lady next to me asking about the price or whatever on something, and then the lady mentioned that they, they'll give her a, um, their discount on it. And I was like, oh, discount. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. So, uh, and it was kind of weird because, like, I don't know, something in me just felt, felt weird about asking for a discount at the dentist. Like, I don't want people to hear that, like, maybe the bill's too expensive, like I'm poor or something like that. But I was like, you know, whatever. I, don't, I really don't care, I guess. 
And I was like, so I was like, uh, she told me the total. And I was like, uh, can I get a discount on that? And that's all I said. <laughs> she was like, um, let me check. She like laughed and <laughs> she was like gone for like five minutes. <laughs> she came back and she's like, yeah, we can give you like 10% off. And it was like, I don't know. It's like 40 bucks. Just because I asked. Uh, that's a lot of money. So just another example of how uh, not being afraid to ask for discounts can, you know, can be lucrative. I was watching a deposition on YouTube and it had something to do with like Alex Jones or something. He's like getting sued for uh, some stuff and there I was watching this deposition. One of his coworkers, he was um, being pretty defiant. The attorney was asking him all these tough questions and I noticed how he was like, it seemed like, I don't know, he had like a beard so it kind of like looked accentuated but he was like really jutting out his chin with his head up and I was like, that's an interesting that's an interesting posture. So I, I kind of like looked it up. What does jutting out the chin mean? It said something like, in defiance, it's like saying, go ahead, give it to me. I, I can take it. It's kind of like, it's weird though. It's like physically, it's like if you're about to get in a fight, it's like you stick out your chin, like go ahead and take your shot. So it's like, it's weird. It's a very uh, uh, primal move. And I thought that was a pretty interesting this little body language thing I, I learned this week. And then also, um, I remember that there was, I was working with this guy in Stockton. He was like a temp. And he was like kind of a shitty worker. Because I was like this lead on this team. And I had to like, I had to keep asking him to do stuff. Because he just kept on like, was sitting around not really doing much. When everyone else was like super busy. And at one point, he got really annoyed. And I noticed that he, like, he kind of, like, snarled where he exposed his uh, his canines, his, um, his cuspids or whatever. And I remember reading in this book about body language. It said that is, like, when someone snar- snarls and exposes their tooth, they are really pissed off and they want to kill you. <laughs> So I was like, I remember, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I was like, oh, what was that? I was like, oh, he snarled. Oh shit, he's he might actually like want to do physical harm to me. So I really backed off. <laughs> like I don't even want to deal with this guy. So uh, body learning body language is good. It's very uh, it's very handy. It can uh, keep you safe. I think that's uh, about it this week. Uh, I hope you guys are having a good time, having a good summer. It might be it might be a while for a, before I get another episode out. It might this might be the pace of the episodes coming out. It might be every few weeks or every few months because I pretty much said everything I most of what I knew, ninety percent of what I knew in the first uh, fifteen episodes. So I'll just kind of keep episodes coming as I think of stuff. I usually just try to like take notes on my phone. And then when I got enough notes for an episode, I'll, I'll bust one out or something like that. Um, so hope you guys have a good time. Have a good, uh, good month. And uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Say with the V12, have you seen hell? What a look.
over the moon and the stars Numerous bras, it's beautiful being the slaughter Godfather, keep the chest out Beetle fever with the pecs out Like a young Lennon at the night show See the breast out, so blessed now I'm thinking that life is better with buddy You bet on a brother, you win Wax must in a tank tops But the eight ball, it's a jackpot, oh man If it wasn't for you, oh We could be in love Listen, like, call me on my cellular We work this all out, right? If it wasn't for you, oh We could be in love It's a damn shame, it's a damn shame Thanks for listening, and remember... My new book is available on Amazon, 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. So check it out. I think you'll like it. Uh, 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. And remember to give it a review. I'd appreciate it. Thanks a lot.